my purpose really is whether through the free content, the mastermind, like wherever you engage with my energy is to realize how powerful your story is. That's it. At the end of the day, right? You, how powerful you as a human being can be that by just being yourself and showing up and getting on a little square rectangle on the internet, you can literally change people's lives and change your own life, right? So to me, that is the the cool thing. When we sit down and we're like, all I had to do was show up. Hi, amigos. Welcome back to another episode of the Journey of Pursuit podcast. Today's guest is my friend Lisette, and Lisette is someone that I truly am so excited for you to get to know. If you don't already follow her, I promise you that by the end of this episode, you will be going and following her. She is so knowledgeable about the things that she teaches, the things that she creates, so much so that I invested in her last mastermind, which she had starting in January, and I just graduated from it. Uh, I think like two weeks ago now. I have to say that it was honestly such a great investment in myself, in my business, in the things that I'm creating, both for my music and for my podcasting and for all things social media. I told her this before we started recording and I did mention it a little bit in the episode, but the best part of this mastermind is that you get kind of two things in one. You get so much knowledge and she curates it with so much intention but you also get a great community of people that are on the same journey as you. And even though everyone in the mastermind was at different parts of their journey, we could really relate as to why we were all there together. If by the end of this episode, you're like, okay, I need to know more about the mastermind and, and you're looking for the next step, stay tuned till the end because I have a nice little discount for you. Lisette is a Latina digital entrepreneur living between Denver and New York City as an influencer marketing consultant to Fortune 500 brands, social media content creator, and business coach for influencers and personal brands looking to master social media from a more human lens. Her decade-long expertise as both influencer marketer and creator has been featured across publications including Business Insider, New York Magazine, CNBC, and Good Morning America and as a featured speaker on the stages of Create and Cultivate Small Business Summit and Later Media's hashtag LaterCon. She was named a top 10 social media coach by Yahoo and received a Shorty Award for her influencer campaign work. I mean, there is so much in this bio, but trust me when I tell you that she could have added a million other things. So without further ado, please welcome Lisette to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast! Hi, thanks for having me. I can't believe we don't meet every single week anymore. I miss that. <laughs> I know. It's so good to see your face. Like the first thing I said to you when you popped on, I was like, wow, it's so good to see you. I did do a little intro to, you know, who you are and everything before we started recording, but I feel like your bio, there's so much more to you than your bio. I've gotten to know you so well in the mastermind, which I'm sure we'll get into later on the podcast, but I would love for people to know a little bit more about how you even got started in this space. Yeah. And I always joke and say my bio is my LinkedIn bio because it's basically like the fancy schmancy what Lisette has done, but maybe not who Lisette is as a human being. So I'm really glad that we get to talk about that here, but I'm Lisette Latina. And I say that very proudly because I carry all the stereotypes of being loud, 
fun, vibrant, and I absolutely love it. And I'm a lifelong learner. So I am that person who before I was in the workforce, I was a curious person in the workforce as an entrepreneur. I'm just a curious person. And I'm mostly curious about people. I really love the idea of connecting with people and helping people connect with each other. So one thing that's really fun about my journey is that it actually started in a direction completely different than where I ended up. I grew up really obsessed with the natural sciences. I wanted to be an astronaut. I wanted to be a meteorologist. And then I got rejected from my dream school of meteorology, my senior year of high school. And I decided, Lisette, you got to pick something else and you got to pick it fast. And it ended up being public relations and media, but it wasn't really the thing I grew up wanting to do. It was not my lifetime dream. And I remember well, it's also why I love the quote, rejection is redirection. It's the first time in my life I actually felt so hard rejected. And it actually led me in the right direction of where I think I really was supposed to end up, which was in a space where I could understand how people work, how people storytell, how we consume media. And I ended up working my first job out of college was at a public relations agency. For those who aren't familiar, we basically create stories that we then sell you know, to media not paid. We actually sell them the idea of wanting to cover the stories that we're telling about the people and brands that we represent. So I did that for a few years. And my luck was that I was always the youngest person in the room. I was the token millennial, not Gen Z. (laughs) And because of that, I was one of the only people usually who knew how to use social media. And that put me ahead where I was able to teach a lot of the people that I was working with about social media and became the go-to of all things social media and eventually what was influencer marketing. So I kind of happenstance into where I am today because of kind of putting myself out there and not being afraid to not just sit at the table, but like make my own table and eventually in 2019 decided what would happen if I just quit the corporate route and went and did my own thing. And that's where Influence with Impact was born. So in a nutshell, we started as a meteorologist and ended up here. (laughs) I love that story so much because it's such a true testament of how people's journeys change so much. Like an idea that you had when you were younger it just transforms into this other, this whole other thing. And nothing ever really works out the way you thought, but it works out the way it should be. It should work out. And I remember there was a girl older than me who my junior year said, you're definitely going to change your major. And I was like, what do you mean? I was a planner. You know, I had a life plan. Okay. And I remember being so mad. We were sitting in the library. I could literally tell you what that day was. And I was so upset And then I did, I ended up changing my major and changing the entire trajectory of my life. Wow. What I love so much though, about, you know, your story of starting your own business in 2019 is your mission of really telling people that it's all about impact, not so much influence, that your influence can really have an impact. So can you talk a little bit more about that? Why did you come up with that name and what was kind of the inspiration towards showing people that your influence can have an impact. And in fact, that's what's important. That's what should be kind of highlighted. Yeah. So for me, it was this realization that influencer carried such a, like a dirty connotation, right? It was influencers 
are fake or influencers. It's not, you don't see everything. And I thought, you know, not just our influencers, you know, putting in a lot of work, but there's also a lot more to influence. And even the people who are just putting outfits together, you're probably helping someone have more confidence. You're probably helping someone see life differently. And I wanted to talk about that more. I wanted to talk about the actual impact people are having on everyone's day-to-day life, you know? And what's so interesting is that when we talk about impact, impact and value is perceived. So for someone seeing, you know, someone talk about clothes all day, you might not find value in that, but someone else has. And I wanted to help creators see that, see that value, but also again, redefine and destigmatize what the word influencer really meant. And I remember when I was first starting the, the idea of like creating a logo and really changing my business name and fun fact about this story, I quit my job without any of this. I was like, I'm just going to go keep doing the thing and then we'll figure it out. And it wasn't until the summer of 2020 that I actually made a logo, made a website and had the name influence with impact. And I remember I was working with a business coach and she said, I don't think it's a good idea to have the word influencer in there. And I was like, what do you mean? Like I'm redefining the word influencer. And a lot of people were saying, you should say creator, it's safer, you know, but I'm not someone who likes to play it safe. And I can't imagine having a different name because nowadays I just think about again, whether or not you consider yourself an influencer, what I want is to help people see how their personal brands can truly influence other people with impact. I love that so much because it's something we talk about so much on the podcast, which is starting messy, just starting from what you have and where you are can get you so much further. Cause if you always just wait until you have everything perfect, like if you had waited until you had the logo, until you had everything set in stone, you probably would have still been working at it to be perfect, you know, but instead taking those small little actions just kind of motivates you like, oh yeah, I did something for myself. I did something for this new business idea. I did something for this idea that I've always had and wanted to do. It's like, it just is, that's so much better than having everything perfect and then just freaking out that it might fail, you know? Yeah. And the thing is when you're starting something, I believe it's impossible to start perfect. Whether or not we believe that, I promise you, it's just not going to be perfect because we also evolve as people. The more you do something, the better you get at it. So even if you think you're putting out perfection or your version of perfection, in two weeks, in two years, it's going to look completely different. So I totally recommend that just get started. Get started before you're ready. Let those little wins and those little milestones add up instead of waiting, you know, for the business plan, for the logo, for the website, which trust me, were all things I thought I needed. It's why I never wanted to have a business before, because I said, I don't know how to write a business plan. I didn't study that. So I just never did it. And then I just decided I'm going to take a big leave and I'm going to quit my job and see what happens, you know, and that worked out. Yeah. And something I also love about following you and, you know, being on this journey with you since following you is that you've grown so organically. And I think it's a true testament to you really being really honest with all of your followers. Like, I don't think there's ever been a moment when you show up on camera that I'm like, no, you know, like she's fake, or I don't want to listen to what she has to say, because you've shared so much truth that I know that anything you talk about is really something that you truly believe in, or you want someone to know where you stand. I think that's something so admirable for people that are 
you know, growing their audience or, you know, really wanting to have the impact with their influence to look up to someone like you that has been doing that consistently. Because I think that's also something really important is being consistent with that truth. Yeah, I appreciate that so much. (laughs) I think again, for me, it's so important. And I always thought about this, like if someone met me in real life, if they can't say, oh my God, you're the same as you are online, then I'm not doing a good job. And I said that to myself very early in the game of social media, because one part of my story too, is I had been doing what, you know, I thought I had to be doing for a really long time. I'm talking writing, I had a fashion blog, I had all these blogs and all these things. I started doing reviews of restaurants at one point. I was like, I don't know that's trending. I guess I have to do it. And I didn't even know who I was. I don't think people really knew who I was either. And I told myself, no, enough is enough. Like I'm not just going to create the things that I find joy in, but I need to find who I am and show more of that. And there was a moment when I actually spoke up about that. I think that's also when I started growing more and I realized, oh, that's what was missing. It was me being transparent about who I am. And it doesn't have to be that deep. It doesn't have to be, you know, vulnerable moments every five minutes, but it was more about just finding my truth and showing up from that place. And then I told myself, I better be the same offline as I am online. And I used to get that compliment a lot when I would meet people in New York. And I was like, yes, it's working. That's what I wanted to do, you know? So very important to me. Yeah. And the best thing is that when you do that, you reach the people, like you always say, you reach the people that really truly are your people. Like the people that you actually know you can bond with, you can talk about different things with. If you're not being who you are, then you're probably attracting the wrong people. And it kind of goes hand in hand with what we've talked about too before, where when you go viral, that that's not necessarily a good thing. Like not always, you know, sometimes you go viral and people that don't really support what you are about or don't really care about your mastermind or care about what you're offering or care about what you're talking about. Those are not the, those are not the people that are actually coming to you from that viral video. So can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. And I think a lot of people want to go viral because again, you want the validation that the thing you're doing is working. The content I'm making is good. But the problem with that is that we are allowing ourselves to find validation in something that we have zero control over. You can be the most talented content creator ever and it's an algorithm. It chooses, you know, what it wants to show. I love looking at my reels sometimes and I'm like, I can't believe that went viral, right? And it's not even that I think any less of that piece of content, but it was like, man, I was really proud of that one. I recently went on a trip to Mexico and I was like, this video is going to kill it. Oh my God. I'm so excited about this video and these photos I took. And it had the lowest amount of views I've had in the last two months. And it was such an ego crush, right? Because you're like, but reminder, it's still the most amazing video I've made in the last few weeks. It's just that the algorithm chose not to show it. Right. But the thing with going viral is that once you go viral, you're going to be hitting a random group of people, right? So there's, there's pros and cons when you're hitting a million people, right? Yeah. There's going to be a higher likelihood that some of those people are going to stick around. There's going to be a higher likelihood that you might've attracted the right person. They look at your page, your page has been consistent. So they're here to stay, but there's actually a higher likelihood that it is just random people who will give you the view and might give you the engagement, but they're not sticking around because you're not for them. And that's okay. And then the bad thing that 
happens is because it's random, you get the people who are sadly trolls, right? And who are sadly there to judge and criticize your work. It's different than when your own community is seeing it because when your own community is seeing your content, they're celebrating you, they're engaging with you, they're having a good old time. And then strangers are like, this is whack, you know? So you really want to protect yourself from that energy. Of course, this is not a PSA on don't go viral, but just understand what comes with virality. And now that you mentioned the algorithm and we are talking about virality, what would you say to someone that maybe is afraid of the algorithm or kind of feels like all these new integrations, because it does change all the time. And to your point, we were talking before where you might as well start because things change always. It's like, yeah. What would you yeah. say to someone that looks at these integrations and looks at the algorithm and works so hard to keep putting out their content and they, they really love what they do, but they might be kind of discouraged or they want to quit. They feel like they're fed up with all these changes. What would you say to someone? I think you always need to go back to asking yourself, who am I trying to reach? Because the reality is Yes, the algorithm changes, not even daily, by the minute, because it's machine learning, right? It's learning about people's consumption habits. It's learning about your content and what your content is about every single minute of the day. Every action that you take on social media is contributing to the algorithm. It's learning, okay, well, this is what Drea likes to see to serve this to Drea more. So it's happening, right, to the people you want to reach on the other side. So the best thing that you can control is the perspective that you share your content with. Am I sharing it to reach someone who wants to hear from that perspective? Am I sharing it so that this type of person can potentially listen to it and resonate with it? That's what you can control because the algorithm, again, is changing. There's going to be a new feature every single day as of this recording stories are now different now you have to hit keep watching so you better make your stories really engaging right but it's those are tactics those are little things that you can turn on and off what you need to further develop is who am i even trying to reach because for example with stories right i can tell you make your stories more engaging you're like what does that even mean it what it means is if i know who i'm trying to reach I'm going to make this story engaging for them. If I'm going to make a story right now about social media updates you need to know, I might want to say, hey, social media updates you need for your business, make sure you stay till the end because I'm saying X, Y, Z, right? But I'm saying it because I know the person I'm trying to reach would stick around for that, right? So it's less about tactics and more about know who you're trying to reach. And I frankly believe that things get easier with social media once you do that, because then it becomes second nature. It's like saying, you, we all know our best friends. What does my best friend need today? If I had to text my best friend today, how can I get her attention? So this is kind of the same mentality you have versus being like, do I have a 30 day content strategy? Is the algorithm changing? Yes, it's changing. No, you don't need 30 days of anything. You just need to know who you're talking to. Yeah, I totally agree. I learned that so much more with you and your mastermind, which brings me to the next point. You started your influence with impact company in 2019. What was that like right before the pandemic? Like, what was that like when you started that? Where was your mind at, at that moment? What were you thinking? Yeah, well, the fun thing is 
it's a technicality when I say 2019, but it was the holidays where I quit my job, right? I was like, okay, game over, end of the year, thank you. So I started 2020. And one of, here's the thing, when I quit my job, I said, I make an income as a content creator that can basically sustain my like basic needs. Like I can pay for my rent and feed myself, cool. So everything after that is abundance. And I really had to tell myself that because you don't wanna get into a, a scarcity or a need mindset when you're starting your business. So I knew my game plan was you are covered, you are supported for your basic needs. So everything else is curiosity. Everything else is play, right? And of course, I say that very lightly. My money is not a play thing, but it gave me space to just figure out what would be enjoyable for me to do, right? So when I was doing that, when I first started my business, quote unquote, I said, my content is still running. Brands are hiring me. We're, we're looking good. Consulting was the next newest thing that I added on and I had already been consulting as a side hustle where brands would hire me and I would run their influencer campaigns because I have experience on both ends and I had this really amazing client they were a global company I was shocked they even hired me but it was so cool the problem was it was a travel company it was a cruise line and we were launching a cruise ship March 2020 in New York City. So you can just imagine what that was like. And of oh course, gosh. you know, when we're thinking about the pandemic, I mean, I know the timeline because I was literally watching the news every single day thinking about this. But I think even in February, people were still like, I don't know. It's just the thing. It's just a thing, you know, that your friends Did you hear about COVID. And I was freaking out. I remember sitting in and taking a call where we were like, do we have to cancel all the events? And me thinking the stock market is going down. Travel is being shut down. What is happening? The amount of mental distress I was in was insane. And of course, a global pandemic, we were all feeling it. But for me, it meant my biggest and newest client had to let me go because there's no way we're doing this. And, and it did happen. It completely canceled. And then again, I had to remind myself like, it's not a big deal because you you're covered, right? Like basic living expenses are covered and that, you know, other people do that through emergency funds and things like that. But that really did help me because it helped prevent me from spiraling further. And it really kept things like surface level, right? Like there was fear, there was doubt, but all of that still felt surface level. It didn't feel like it was going to completely derail me. Then with that in mind, of course, no client, I ended up having more space. And one thing that I had gotten a certification for in 2018 was as a business coach. And I thought, well, could I do something with this? That was literally my thinking. I was like, I don't know. Let's see. I have time, right? I have space. And what ended up happening is I had some one-on-one -on -one clients I had taken over the years. And it was, if you honestly compare it to then and now, it literally used to be an email chain where we figure out our schedules and we get on the phone and we talk and that's it. It wasn't a program or anything. And I hit up some old one-on-one -on -one clients. I asked if they wanted to do any work together. And then that helped me start coaching again with the extra time that I had. Flash forward a few months later, I thought, how do I scale this, right? Everyone, scale, how do I do more of this? And I hired a business coach with a specialty in group coaching. So I wanted to understand how can I group coach? Cause they don't teach you that when you get a coaching certification, they only teach you how to coach, not how to start a business. And I took that course. And after that launched my first mastermind May of 2020. And that was the first time that I actually publicly 
launched a service that people could book me for. Because even with one-off coaching, with consulting, with content creation, it was something that was very referral-based. Like people knew that I did it. They would hire me. And, you know, old contacts of mine, I'd, I'd shoot an email and ask if they needed any support. I had never actually on social media gone and said, buy my services. And it was so scary because again, like it's also the pandemic. And I'm like, are people even buying things? Like, is, is anyone going to spend their money? Because I understand like we're all freaking out money's tight. And what happened is, and then again, you, you know, talk about this a lot. I had built trust for so long at the moment I opened doors to anything. People were like, yes, take my money. Here you go. So because it was so aligned to the content I had been making for years, it was so aligned to my, my mission and my perspective. People were really excited to come on board. And then things started to unravel throughout the year as well, being a consultant. Sadly, of course, during the pandemic, a lot of companies had to lay people off and being someone who could serve a freelance role, right? I could just jump into a project. You didn't have to hire me full time meant that I actually had a lot more business than anticipated during a time like this. And I feel so grateful, of course, sometimes guilty because I understand it was so hard for a lot of people, but I think it was the right place, right time combined with putting myself out there and people saying, oh, I know you do this. I saw you do this. We need you. And I'm like, great. I'm so glad I put myself out there because you wouldn't be reaching out had I not. Yeah, totally. And I think once you actually put yourself out there and you start seeing the feedback, which is what you talk about a lot too, is that it, it's one person that can really tell you like this really helped, you know, or, Hey, I really learned this from you. What was that like when you first kind of finished the first mass run and people were telling you their feedback? What did you feel? I was so scared, right? Because I was also, and what's crazy, the first mastermind, I think I threw so much stuff on that group's plate being like, you need this and this. And it used to be three months, right? And you were a student, right? Imagine doing all of that in three months. That's a lot. And then being like, oh, and we actually used to do two meetings a week just in case, right? Because I was so like afraid, right? Of people not finding value. I was teaching about valuing yourself. And I was so afraid that I wasn't providing enough value. So I remember the first mastermind, I was so anxious to even get feedback because I'm like, oh my God, did people even like this? Is anyone ever going to hire me again? And what's crazy is that I, not only did I get, of course, positive feedback, but some of the constructive feedback was, this was a lot, this was a little too much. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I don't actually have to put all this in there. And then the next iteration, I don't like saying it had less, but it had less clutter, right? And it had less kind of me being like, you need more, right? Like more is more. No, sometimes less is more because you also want to give people space to integrate. Thinking about myself, right? As an entrepreneur, I could not do what I did if I was doing five different you know, jobs at a time, I needed space. So I learned like for people to evolve and grow, they actually need a little more space. I ended up turning the mastermind then into four months. And I ended up deleting some content that again, was just clutter. It was just things that they didn't really need. We stopped doing two calls a week, which is insane. And I know your group had the office hours, but back then it was literally two coaching calls a week. So we would get on. And of course you feel bad if you don't show up. So lesson there was like less is definitely more also you like that's a lot of time for you yeah you think about this is such a high ticket item and you're like wait people are literally accessing my time for like 
12 weeks, twice a week. That is like 24 hours, not even because we went over a lot, right? So it's like 40 hours of my time, not even taking into account the first mastermind was the first time I recorded all the modules, right? So it took me about a hundred hours to even record everything. So it was a journey, a journey that I will never repeat again, but it was definitely a good one because to your point, you know, the, the impact that people definitely had from it was so lovely to see and to see how people are still connected, still friends is so much fun. Yeah. You know, two things that came up when you were talking right now is one, it's an investment to take coachings and to really trust someone that is like, this is a high ticket item, but I'm such a believer in investing your money to grow. And that's an exchange, right? It's not like I lost that money I invested. It's like, it's really, I took that amount of money and I have it within me. Like now I'm like walking and talking with that knowledge that you gave me. So I think that that's something that's really important to highlight that people think like, oh no, it's like too much to invest that in these coaching programs or in people that are selling all these offers. But the truth is that if you trust someone and you've been following them and you know that what they have to offer is really beneficial, that's that's money that will never go wasted. That's money that will always stick with you. And I love that your mastermind also is forever, you know, like we'll have access to it forever. And also not even to mention all the friends I have now because of this mastermind. It's just, it's invaluable. I would do it a hundred times again. Yeah. And I agree. Something I always say, and you know, you've heard me say this is money is an energy exchange. It's a value exchange. And even myself, I, I love being coached. I am at least in two coaching programs or something at a time. Right. But for me, there have been some, you know, what you would think is a bad investment where you're like, oh, I didn't really learn much from that. But to your point, the energy I put in, in saying yes to myself did make some sort of difference. Maybe I didn't like that program, but it actually encouraged me to go figure out what I do like. And it actually made me go build something that feels more aligned. Right. So my first business coach, I always say the one who taught me how to do a group program. I don't know that that was really something that I would have recommended, but the fact that I was in it and I had invested so much money in it forced me to put a program together, right. Forced me to say, even if you do it a little differently, you got to do something because you really invest that money and energy into yourself. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that I definitely got so much out of your mastermind because I showed up to every single call. I really, that was something that was important to me because it was something I took out of my savings. It was something that I was like, I'm ready. You know, I'm ready to do this for myself and, and learn and be really upfront and be there for myself. And, and I think it's so true what you say, you have to show up, you have to put the energy into it. You know, it's not just like you, you give it and it, it just like happens, you know, but another thing that you, that I kind of thought of when you were talking was the whole idea of failure, right? Cause we talk about this a lot on the podcast and if you, you know, had kind of let that criticism or that trial and error get to you, would you have continued? You know what I mean? Like you have to be so willing to be like, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to try it might fail. People will probably yeah. tell me that this was bad and this was good, but that's the whole point of yeah. doing something that you truly love and you know you really believe in. Yeah. And I honestly feel like if you haven't had it already, everyone needs a launch where zero people buy. Everyone needs a big no, right? Like a dream brand that you want to work with that are like, nope, like everyone kind of needs that because it builds so much resilience And if you are looking at it with the right mindset, build so much confidence because you're then able to say, 
it's just an energy exchange, right? Like I remember my first cohort of the mastermind, I used to do sales calls where you would get on the phone with me and I would have to like kind of sell you on it. And then you're like, I'm in or I'm not in. And that was the first time I would hear people be like, no, it's not for me. It's too expensive. And I'm like, okay, yeah, take it. It's fine. And again, you had to reframe and think it's not a no, it's just not for them. And that's okay. Right. And it reminds, it, it reinherits to you that what I built is valuable. What I built is strong. I always like to also give the example of our support coach, Kiara. I'm going to name drop here. She was actually in a cohort where I stopped doing those types of calls. It was more Q&A. Like if you have a question, you can get on the phone. I know we did that, you know, like I'm happy to answer questions, but I'm not here to sell you. Why? Because you make your own decision, right? Like if you're in, you're in, I don't have to force you. I remember Kiara got on the phone with me and she was the first one of the groups that I stopped doing these calls. And she said, why is this valuable? And I was like, good question. And I basically said, you know what? I can tell you it's valuable because I believe in my inherent value. I believe that I have put together a strong program, a transformative program, but I can't guarantee you that you'll see that. You will only see that if you put in the time and you put in the effort for you to do all the things that I'm recommending, right? And it's not even about the tactics. And you know this because everyone comes in at different parts of their journey. Some people are starting from zero. Some people have been doing this for a while. So it's not really about like, did I do a thing or not? It's like, did I transform? And it's still going to be up to you to transform. I can't force you to. And I gave her that answer. And she was like, okay. And I, to my surprise, she joined. I was like, I didn't think she was going to, but again, I think it's that level of confidence in yourself that really sells the other person. And she's our support coach because she was one of our greatest success stories, you know, not just in revenue and brand partnerships, but in seeing that transformation and in seeing, you know, how you can evolve as a creator, as a personal brand. And yeah, she really challenged me on that. And I feel like everyone needs that. Everyone needs to be challenged. I think it's important to ask yourself these questions too. Like when someone's challenging you, like, okay, am I, am I prepared to answer this? You've done all the work and you kind of just have to believe in yourself and really show them that you are able to do it. Obviously you guys have seen that her journey brought her to exactly where she needs to be. She started her mastermind and she's doing what she was called to do. She's helping so many people, myself included, of just like showing up authentically and just like own what you love, like own what you want to do. Yeah. And I think that's something that you really taught us in the mastermind. And you keep teaching people that maybe don't even take the mastermind, but just on your everyday mm-hmm. stories and your everyday content is that you can transform your own life by just showing up and being yourself. And I think that that's something so important with today's content because content is everywhere. Everyone's Mm -hmm. always thinking of content and doing something for the likes or this or whatever. But I think the biggest thing is really your value. What are you bringing to the table? What are you trying to show people of who you are and who are you trying to attract? And, and like you said, that transformation can happen from just by you believing in yourself and, and, and doing that kind of content every single day. Yeah. And I would say, even deeper, you know, we all have our, our missions, but my, my purpose really is whether through the free content, the mastermind, like wherever you engage with my energy is to realize how powerful your story is. That's it. At the end of the day, right? You, how powerful you as a human being can be 
that by just being yourself and showing up and getting on a little square rectangle on the internet, you can literally change people's lives and change your own life, right? So to me, that is the the cool thing. When we sit down and we're like, all I had to do was show up. That's it. Yeah, exist. All we have to do is exist, no matter what you're doing, no matter what career you're in, whether you're a creator or not. And that's what I hope people can see and get from everything. Yeah. And that it doesn't have to be so hard. Mm -hmm. You know, you can just show up in your room being like, hi, you know, today I'm not feeling the best. And that's a piece of content. Why are you feeling your best? And how are you working towards feeling better? You know, you can always make it work for you. And I think that that's also something really important. It doesn't have to be a certain way or perfect. It can Mm -hmm. be just an everyday conversation, which I think for me personally, that's like my favorite kind of content to make is just showing up and being like, this is how I am today. This is what I'm doing today. (laughs) What would you say is what fires you up and makes you keep going in the mornings when you feel like you don't, you're not sure if you want to like get up, what fires you up? That's a great question because I've had a lot of those days recently. And I would say what really gets me going is reconnecting with that purpose, right? And not just the purpose I have for others, but for myself. Like, what kind of life do I want to live? Do I really want to be in bed all day? Is that in congruency with the life I want to live? And if it is because I needed that rest day, sure. But asking myself, like, is this actually in alignment with me? And when I reconnect with that and ask myself those questions, I'm usually getting up and out of bed. And it might be that I'm getting up and out of bed and I'm going to go have a dance party. It might be that I'm going to go make myself a little green juice. It might mean that I'm going to go on stories and be vulnerable about something that's really hurting me that day. So it, it is always asking like, what is an action I can do right now that feels more in alignment? What do I need today? And that pushes me forward. And with social media, I think I've definitely cultivated, thankfully, a place where I feel safe. Of course, there's always going to be trolls and there's always going to be new people coming into your platform who don't exactly know you. But I feel safe enough to show up in my full vulnerability. If I'm having a hard day recently, I've been having a lot of bad health days and I just opened up about it on stories and not just people coming back and saying, we're here, we're rooting for you, but people being like, I feel seen by this, right? People saying there's someone who's a creator all about chronic illness. And she was like, I see you. I feel like I'm not alone. Thank you. You know, so that to me is very valuable being helping others feel seen by the things that I'm going through. So it really does motivate me every day, even on the days where maybe I'm not having a bad day, but I'm just not really feeling myself just speaking up and talking about it on social. I think again, reminds me of the reason I started to do all of this. I love that. I think that's, I mean, obviously when, when you find your purpose, it's, it's so, it's so nice to be able to be reminded of that through other people too, you know, like being able to connect is such a special thing. Yeah. What would you say has been your biggest success or, and your biggest failure in your career or your personal life so far? I'll start with my biggest failure, my biggest failure. And it's weird because I'm one of those people who really doesn't believe in failure. I believe Every failure is a lesson. It is not corny. It is the best way to move forward because at the end of the day, like when you fail, if you let that hold you back, you're letting the failure win. And I don't like that. So we learn from it. But my biggest failures definitely are in burning out. I have experienced 
like medical terms, burnout. I have gone to the hospital for burnout. And to me, that was a failure of boundaries as a failure in not really understanding my own limitations, not understanding how to recover better. I would just work, work, work. I mean, there were days when I would wake up at 8am and finish working at midnight. And this is when you're working for yourself, right? You're thinking like, I have a flexible schedule now. There's like a, a funny meme that's like, I went from working nine to five to working 24 seven. And that's like the reality for a lot of people. And yeah, my failure to make boundaries really affected my mental and physical health. That's the crazy thing about burnout is you're like, why am I breaking out into eczema? And it's literally burnout. (laughs) So uh, I would consider that a failure. And the thing about burnout as well is that because when you're burnt out, recovering from burnout takes a long time. So this, this, all this was kind of happening to me last year. And I had to take, you know, like months off of working because I just had to recover. So that's something that I would consider again, quote failure, but happily learned. And if you look at and consume my content, I really love having a balance of both. I'm like, yes, do this, post this like strategy. And then I'm like, but also take a nap and like go to sleep because all of that is equally important. So that was the lesson there. Um, I would definitely say some of my, my biggest success stories, and that's, this is why I love the mastermind. This is not, by the way, for listeners, this was not meant to be an advertorial for the mastermind. We yeah, just love it's it. honestly, okay. it was organically just talking about how much, obviously there's so much love here because it's so good. So just take that into account. <laughs> Thank you. But for me in the mastermind, and, and I share this on, on my stories a lot, the wins that people have about themselves. Like, I do not care if you got 10,000 followers or $10,000. I am not that coach that's here to teach you how to make 10K months. I am here to teach you how to accept yourself and use that to show up on the internet. And for me, seeing people just like show up and feel confident. There are alumni from a year ago that I'm watching and I'm like, this is so freaking cool. Getting to see other people do really hard things that I know. I'm like, I know that was hard for you. To me, those are the biggest success things. Just seeing people challenging themselves. I love that. I wanted to tell you why I always ask those two questions. And it's because the failure one, I decided to ask it on the episodes because Sarah Blakely came out in a, in a, the owner of Spanx came out in the, in a podcast one time. And she was talking about how her dad used to ask her every night, what did you fail at today? And she was like, I never really got what my dad would ask me that, you know? And then she realized that he was just retraining her brain to think of failure as like a normal thing of life. Like, it's okay. Don't, don't be afraid of it. It's just going to be something that you live and you learn. And I loved when she said that because it was the first time I thought of it as like, so normal, even though, you know, it, it's like, people don't talk about how normal it is to just fail quote unquote. It's something that just makes you better. It's just something that like shows you another way. And the success question I love asking because no one has ever said something material like with success. Like everyone has always been like, I found myself or like I trusted myself or I helped someone. And I think that's so beautiful that no one on the podcast has ever said something material. And with the failure question, no one has ever said something like I failed at this. Everyone has rephrased it and has said like, well, I don't really know if it's a failure, but And it's so great because I'm like, that's exactly the point, you know, like it's exactly why I ask it because it's like to show people that it's normal in every single person's story, no matter who you are, where you come from, what you look like, it's normal. It is so normal. And I think again, with failure, quote, the coolest thing 
is that when it happens, it's showing you what you don't want happening, what you, a result that you don't want to recreate, right? So you're going to do something differently next time. I mean, this whole podcast has just been about like just proving your point of how you can influence with an impact clearly. Yeah. So I'm so glad you came on the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. It means the world that you took the time to talk to us and to just share your knowledge and your journey. Thank you. It's an honor. I mean, I love being a part of your journey. And I think again, for the listeners, a little plug back. I mean, Drea is the epitome of following that multi-passion and making something from it and showing up that way instead of putting yourself back in a box. So I really appreciate and love being here. Thank you so much. That that means a lot. Thank you. Tell people where they can find you and what's coming up next for you. You can find me at Lisette Calv. That is where you can see me, the personal brand, the owner of Influence with Impact. We also do have at Influence with Impact, and that is more geared toward if you are an influencer or a content creator, it's resources, everything that you need, you know, like pitching brands and all that kind of stuff will be on there. One thing you can keep an eye out for, again, the mastermind, we do it two to three times a year. So there's always a wait list that you can get yourself on. And the other thing that we will be having is more of those one-off courses where you can go and consume information on your own. If that's the way you like learning, if you're not someone who's ready for a coach yet. So I'm really excited about that more geared toward influencers, but I'm excited to see where it goes. Yes. Keep a lookout guys. Thank you so much, Lisette. Bye. Yep, I'm sure you're following her right now. Here are the takeaways of Lisette's episode. Number one, your influence can have impact. Number two, when you're starting something, it's impossible to start perfect. Number three, going viral isn't always a good thing. There are pros and cons of reaching millions. Number four, go back to the question, who am I trying to reach? Number five, build trust and be transparent with your audience. Number six, sometimes less is more. Number seven, money is an energy exchange. Number eight, everyone needs a big no to build resilience and build so much more confidence. Number nine, it's up to you to put in the work and transform. Number 10, realize how powerful your story is. And number 11, all you have to do is show up as you are. I am such a true believer in investing in programs, teachers, people, masterminds, whatever it may be. Just like you invest in a gym membership or in a group class for workouts, it's the same thing for these types of things. I personally set aside money every single month to be able to afford programs that I'm looking forward to one day taking. And so for me, it's something really important. Just like I go to the gym, I also take care of the parts of my business and my mindset Those to me are essential parts of my everyday life. If you've listened to this episode and you're like, I need to know more, I want to be a part of this mastermind, I too want to invest in myself, my business, my mindset, I have $100 off for you right now. All you have to do is DM me at Drea Lopez without the EN Lopez saying that you're interested and that you would like the $100 off and then I can make the direct connection with me, you and Lisette so that she can give you the next steps. You can also find the link to my Instagram in the show notes below if that's easier for you. Lastly, if you're a part of my newsletter, you will be receiving a quick little update from me in the next few weeks of something that I'm going to be doing starting July 1st. If you want to be the first to know what that is, you can also follow the link below to sign up to my newsletter. Or if it's easier for you to send me a DM and let me know that you're interested in being added to the newsletter, that can also work. 
Thank you so much for being here, guys. You know that I love doing this and I'm so grateful that we've been able to build this community. Every time I create a new podcast, I thank my lucky stars that I was able to figure out how to even create a podcast so that I could do this every single time and feel this fulfilled. So thank you so much. I'll see you guys here next week. Ciao!